Hello and welcome. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick. We're doing an ongoing series called The Promise from Jesus. The last time we were together, we finished up chapter 20 in the Gospel of John, also known as the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. And we will be heading into chapter 21 today. Now this is the last chapter. So at the end of this chapter, we will conclude this series, The Promise from Jesus. And I just would like to share with you that we are going to continue into a second season and we're going to do uh, the book of life revealed as recorded by John. Now that book is known as the book of Revelation today. And I'm hoping that you will continue and join us in that particular series because that one is one that everyone needs to see and learn and hear about and uh, that's because jesus said you were blessed if you uh, read this this uh, particular book and you studied it so that's coming in the future now you can contact us at the promise from jesus at gmail.com with any questions thoughts cares concerns anything you'd like to share also you can do that on YouTube, leaving a comment. And don't forget, we're on a multitude of podcasts. Our podcasts, is, uh, they seem to be doing well. Uh, there's a lot of folks listening uh, to the podcast, which I'm grateful for because they don't need to look at me on a YouTube. And so um, I'm just uh, I'm very pleased that you all have, uh, are using the podcast. That's wonderful. So the last time we were together, we uh, concluded in chapter 20, and as I always do, I'm going to back up just a little bit in, in 20 before we go on with 21 today. So in 20 and verse 29, Jesus said, Thomas believes because he has seen. Blessed are they who trust in me and did not see. That is our walk today. Those who have become the children of God and believers and followers of Jesus after he left and went back to Father and through the power of the promise, the Holy Spirit. They've never seen Jesus physically, but they know Jesus just as well as any of the people who actually walked with him on planet Earth. That is our our experience with Jesus. That is our relationship with Jesus. We know him so well. We really don't need to see him because he is an absolute part of our life. So he again says to Thomas, he says, Thomas believes because he's seen, but blessed, blessed are they who trust in me and did not see. That's us today. Verse 30, and so Jesus truly did many other miracles in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Now these things have been written that you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that you will have eternal life trusting in his name. And when it says trusting in his name, it's not just trusting 
you know, in, in just a, in a name, it is trusting in everything that name stands for. It is trusting in everything that that name brought to us. It is trusting in everything that that name represents. It is trusting in everything that that name is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when Jesus says, and that you will have eternal life trusting in his name, just remember, he is talking about the whole picture. And that's what we've learned in this series, The Promise from Jesus. So let's get started in chapter 21. I'm excited. And here we go. After Jesus revealed these things in this manner, he again showed himself to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael from Cana of Galilee and those of Zebedee, the, the two others of his disciples, were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going to fish. They said to him, we'll also go with you. So they immediately climbed into the boat and departed. Throughout that night, they caught nothing. By this time, it had become dawn and Jesus stood on the shore. However, the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you nothing to eat? And they answered him, no. Then he told them, throw your net to the right side of the ship and gather. So they threw it and were no longer able to pull because the quantity of the fish was just huge, okay? He, Jesus told him, he said, take your nets and throw it over the right side of the ship. And they did. But then the nets became so full, they weren't even able to pull it, pull it up into the boat. Then the disciple that loved Jesus said to Peter, It is he, the Lord. Then Simon Peter, hearing that it was the Lord, untied his outer coat, thus he was naked, and threw himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in the boat because they were not far from land, but about 200 forearms dragging the net of fish. Then as they got to the land, they saw a bed of burning coals and uh, laid and food cooking on it, also bread. Jesus said to them, now bring some of the fish which you have caught. I mean, have you, have you ever thought about this? Jesus, he just appears on the shore at Tiberias, at the Sea of Tiberias. Hollers out to the disciples who have been fishing all night. They went out in the evening and it was dawn and they had caught nothing. How crazy is that? I mean, just nothing. And then in the morning they look and see someone standing on the shore and at first they didn't recognize him. 
And then this person that they saw say, says to them, hollers to them, throw your net to the right side. And then all of a sudden, they have so many fish, they can't even pull them into the boat. And the disciple that loved Jesus, and again, we assume that that was John, says, it is the Lord, it is Jesus, look. And Peter, he sees that it is, and he rips his cloak off, and he's naked, jumps into the sea, and starts swimming to Jesus. Peter, my goodness, what a guy. What a guy. No one like him. You know, think about just recently how when he ran to the tomb, you know, him and, and John, again, we're assuming, as, as they approach the tomb, you know, uh, John stops and waits. But Peter, no, right past him and right in. Peter, oh, you got to love him. And, and he comes upon land, and, um, and the disciples, I'm sure, brought his cloak to him, but he just goes right up to Jesus, and it's just, it's amazing. And when, and when they do, this is what they saw. They saw a bed of burning coals laid down and food cooking on it. Whatever that food was, it wasn't fish, because Jesus said to them, now bring some of the fish which you have caught. So there was other food cooking, and there was bread cooking. A feast was prepared for the disciples. Then Simon Peter rose up, pulling the net full of many fish onto land, 153, and yet being so many, the net did not tear. I would have loved to experience that with them. Just the whole miracle, just everything about it. Jesus said to them, come have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Why do you think that was? Why do you think that they, none of them dared to ask him, are you, are you Jesus? But they were pretty sure he was. But none of them would dare to ask. I just wonder about that when I when I've you know looked at this over the many years I just was like why what what was going on inside you that you were you didn't want to ask you know Jesus then came and took bread and gave it to them and in the same manner the cooked food now this was the third time Jesus revealed himself to the disciples after awakening from the dead. Now while they dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon of Jonah, do you love me more than these things? More than your boat, more than your net, more than these fish, more than the food or the, or the fresh cooked bread, more than the things that you possess here. He says to Simon, he says, do you love me more than these things? And Simon, he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Now, this is the first time Jesus says this to Simon. He says, feed my lambs. 
my little ones. And when I think of lambs, I think of in, in relations to, to people as being the children. He tells him first off, feed my lambs. Again, he said to him a second time, Simon of Jonah, of Jonas, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said this to him again, shepherd my sheep. Keep watch over them, protect them, shepherd my sheep. He was telling Peter to watch them, keep an eye on them, help them. Don't let them get caught by the wolves, by the other animals that can do them harm. Shepherd them, keep an eye on them. He said to him a third time, Simon of Jonas, do you love me? Peter was distressed because he had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now, three times Jesus asked Simon of Jonas, three times he asked him if he loved him. And in that series of asking three times, he said, feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. Now, many people think that, that was a, he was assigning to, to Peter uh, to be some sort of, of, of a minister, preacher, uh, something to that effect. That's what we assume. That's what we just take an assumption. That that's what Jesus was telling Peter to do. But maybe he was just telling Peter, look, make sure that you provide for them. I have given you a gift, a gift of a fishing boat, a gift of a net, a net that you'll be able to throw in. You won't even be able to pull it back. Use it to feed my lambs and to feed my sheep and shepherd them. Keep watch over them. Maybe he was telling Simon of Jonas to just be an overseer, to watch them, to take care of them, because that's the type of person he was. He was, he was very, you know. But then there are others that think that, that, they, that Jesus was telling uh, Simon of Jonas that he, what he needed to do was to become someone that would feed him the things of God, the things, the word of God. So we'll leave that for the Holy Spirit and your discernment for you, okay? But on the third time, it distressed Peter. It distressed him that, you know, the Lord had asked him three times, do you love me? You know, I mean, how would you feel if, if Jesus said to you, do you love me? Three times in a row. And remember, I mean, he didn't just, it wasn't just a question like, hey, do you love me? Come on, I really want to know. Do you love me? Come on, I want to know. Do you love me? No. It was three times he asked him if he loved him. And when he said, yes, he, yes, I do. He said that he gave him an assignment. He gave him an assignment. 
He said, feed my lambs. That was the first assignment. The second time, he said, shepherd my sheep. The third assignment, he said to them, feed my sheep. Now listen to verse 18, because this is an interesting verse, and it's, it has uh, been hard for people to understand. And it says this, Jesus is speaking, verse 18 chapter 21 and he says truly so let it be said to you when you were young you belted yourself and walked around where you wanted but when you grow old you will hold out your hand and another will belt and lead you where you do not want and a lot of people they they have a hard time with that verse because they don't understand it. They're not sure what exactly that it means. But you know, when you are a young person, you just do what you want. You go where you want. You say what you want. You do what you want. You enjoy what you want. You just do whatever. But when you are old, and this is, this is part of what Jesus was telling Peter, okay? When he said, when he said, Feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, and feed my sheep. That, you know, there is a time in every person's life that we are going to come towards the end of our life when we have aged into becoming an elder. And your hair will turn white or gray. And your, your beautiful baby-like skin will develop wrinkles. Oh, it's really fun aging. But there is a time that will come when you, someone else may have to belt you, may have to clothe you, and they may take you to places you just don't want to go. But they may be thinking they're doing the best thing for you, but you don't want to. He never really wanted to. So possibly, this is what Jesus was talking about and telling Peter, look, you watch my sheep and, and take care of them. Don't let these things happen to them. Now in verse 19, here's what it says. It says, he said this to indicate a kind of death. Then he said this to them. I tell you, follow me and glorify God. Now, when Jesus said in verse 19, after, after the saying of verse 18, okay, the one about when you were young, you would belt yourself and go where you wanted and do what you wanted. But when you are old, others will belt you and take you to places where you do not want, okay? And then in verse 19, he said, he said this to indicate a kind of death. Okay. And right after that, he said, then he said, I tell you, follow me and glorify God. You know, this is a very heavy part of just before Jesus leaving this message 1819 
And in these two, these two verses, Jesus is telling us about something. That if you are a child of God, he is going to keep you until the day he calls you. He is going to protect you until the day he calls you. He is going to keep you in a place until the day he calls you. And you're never going to be put in this kind of a situation. Don't ask me how I know this and don't ask me how I believe that this is what this is saying. I'm just saying to you, search it with your heart and with the Holy Spirit. Because as a child of God, he is never going to leave you nor forsake you, nor forsake you, nor forsake you. Hear it again. Okay, that's his promise to you as a child of God. He says you are in his hand and no one will ever be able to take you out of his hands. And you won't have to experience this right here because when you get to that place where something like this could happen, he will bring you home. Yes, it's his promise to you. It is his promise to you that he is always going to keep you and not allow you to be in a place where you don't want because of your age and because of time. He's got you. He will always have you. And he will keep you until your last breath, at which point you will instantly be with Jesus as he takes your hand to lead you home. That's how it works. Now listen, let's continue with verse 20. Peter turned around and saw the disciple who loved Jesus following, who also leaned back on his chest at dinner and said, Lord, who is it that you will hand over to? Okay, so this disciple who loved Jesus who leaned back on his chest. Now think about it. Think about this, this relationship that he had with Jesus. So comfortable, so, so amazingly family that he just felt so comfortable to where he could sit with Jesus, lean back on him, and talk to him. That's the childlike that Jesus is looking for in each and every one of us. That, you know, remember, Jesus said that unless you are converted and come as a child, his words, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. He wants each one of us to be exactly as this disciple who loved him, who, who felt so comfortable to sit with Jesus, lean back on his chest, talk with him. And this disciple asked Jesus a question, who will you hand over to? Thinking that when you go away, Jesus, who's going to be in charge? Who's going who's gonna to go forward? Who's going to lead us? And he had told them all along. And you know what he told them, don't you? That's what this entire series was about. This entire series was about the promise that the handover would be to 
the Holy Spirit. The handing over, as I've said in the past, and you've heard me say it, the handing of the baton. He handed it to the Holy Spirit, not to an individual, not to a person. He wasn't handing anything special over to Peter when he told Peter to feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, and feed my sheep. And, and again, we assume this is John. We don't know. And we may be surprised one day when we enter into heaven with our Father. He asked him, Who is it that you will hand over? Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, why attend to this person? Okay, this is Peter. His personality's coming out. He turns to Jesus and he says, Why are you why are you attending to this person? You know, and again, if you will allow me to say John, the one who loved him so much. He says, why? Why are you spending so much time with him? Why are you attending to him? It's almost like, wait a second, Peter is getting a little jealous here. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Peter is, is, is thinking, hey, wait a second, is he giving him, you know, things to do? Uh, you know, you know how Peter was? Very aggressive. So he gets right in to the conversation and goes right to Jesus and he says, why? Why attend to this person? Listen to Jesus' response. This is really important. Verse 22, chapter 21, verse 22, Jesus replies to him, for you, I'm attending to him for you. This is how he starts out. I will continue through him until I am known to you. Therefore, follow me. Now, that was his response to Peter. He says to him, he says, why am I attending to him? Because I will, I will continue through him until I am known to you. Therefore, follow me. Okay, so what do you think Jesus was saying to Peter when he said, I will continue through him until I am known to you. That's what he said. Therefore, follow me. What do you think Jesus was saying? He was telling him, listen, I am going to continue through John. John is going to write this book right here, the Gospel of John. He is going to record this book and I will continue through his writings to you until I am known to you. And it had not yet been revealed that he is going to continue through John through the book of life revealed today known as the book of revelations until I am known to you. And him being known to us, is this is very important. Continuing in this book, this one book, this, this Gospel of John, brings a message of the promise, brings a message of what would come after Jesus left. That would be the Holy Spirit taking over in the form of the Holy Spirit. Present 
right now, alive and living and functioning right now on planet Earth, the Holy Spirit. And that was the purpose of this entire series, was for you to understand that the Holy Spirit is here right now. He is alive. He is continuing. He is teaching us. He is guiding us. He is Jesus. He is our Father. He is right now here, guiding and directing our lives teaching us on a day-by-day -day basis, lifting us up, encouraging us, building us up in his Holy Spirit. We are just, we are his children. He is keeping us, providing for us, nurturing us, guiding us, and directing us. And if you don't know that, then here is why he said this to Peter. He said, I am going to continue through him through John, and you're going to get, what you're going to see is you're going to get this right here, the Gospel of John, okay? You're going to get this until I am known to you. So really important. Stay right here in this book. Stay right here in this study until Jesus is known to you until the promise is known to you. Because if you follow Jesus, you will meet the promise. You will meet the Holy Spirit and your life will explode in a life of fullness, of grace, of glory that will just cause you to know Jesus and he will know you. This is what he was telling Peter. I hope you got that because the only way you can get that is by the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's the only way. So that verse is really important. That's verse 20, chapter 21, verse 22. Powerful, powerful. And this is out of the interlinear. It may be different than how yours reads. I don't know. Verse 23. Then this message went out to the brothers that that disciple would not die but Jesus did not say that he would not die but rather for you I will continue through him until I am known therefore so right away they took this message as meaning that this beloved disciple would not die that John would continue forever. But that's not what Jesus said. And it was, it was corrected, but rather for you, I will continue through him until I am known. This is why I say, if you study any, any books in the Bible, you should spend more time in this teaching right here, the Gospel of John, the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John, so that you will come to know Jesus. And not only that, you will come to know his promise. So at the end of that again, he said, 
But Jesus did not say he would not die, but rather for you I will continue through him until I am known therefore. Verse 24. Now this is the record of the disciple who bore witness of these things. And we know that regarding these things, his testimony is truthful. Now there is no such more than Jesus manifested. If everyone were written, I think the earth could not hold the books written of him. So let it be said. That was verse 25. That is the last verse of the entire teachings of Jesus. Let me read it again. Now there is so much more that Jesus manifested. If everyone were written down, I think the earth could not hold the books written of him. So let it be said. That concludes the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. And I am so very glad that if you've been with us from the beginning until this point, that you have learned something about the promise, about the indwelling Holy Spirit, that you have, you have gotten to a place where you know Jesus and he knows you. And I hope that this has been a blessing unto you. Take time to go back over it. It'll all be there for you to go back over. And I'm, I'm so very, very glad and so very, very happy that you've joined us. Now listen, don't forget that we have a new series starting very soon. And that series will be called The Book of Revelations. And the original title was The Book of Life Revealed as Recorded by John. And you just want to come back. You really do. Because this particular teaching, especially through the interlinear, you are going to learn that this book is not hard and that it is full of the teachings of Jesus and it has so much for us. And it's astounding. I, I just, just know that you will be blessed by it. So don't miss it. Once we get it started, you'll see it out there. Get into it. Learn it. I promise you, I promise you, you're going to learn something that, that you just had no idea about. And it's going to be really easy to understand. I promise you that. Because this comes with the Holy Spirit to you. Okay? So again, thank you today for joining. Thank you again for concluding this series. And once again... I just love each and every one of you. I'm so very, very glad that you took the time to go through this series. Remember to pray. Remember to lift up those that you love and pray for your health one for another so that you are just remaining strong. And as a quick message to my elder brothers and sisters, listen, you are so desperately needed today. You are 
desperately needed. You get in there and you talk to these young adults, you talk to the children, and you share your heart and you share what the Lord is doing in your life, and you help them. They need you more than ever right now. So God bless each and every one of you, and look forward to seeing you in the next series. Until then, take care. God bless, and bye-bye.